Tonight, I want us to look at the, the few scriptures as we go through our school of ministry. And this is the part four. We have a long way to go. You know, I am dealing with the wholesomeness of of uh, of what we call ministry, of what we call the ministry. Talk about ministry. What is this? And now, for the past three weeks, I have been dealing with it, and we are dealing with it in great into great details. That the people of God will understand when we talk about ministry, because the essence of church is to develop the people of God into ministry, into service, into the of the uh, to to in, in favor of the kingdom. We must all be in service, doing something for the promotion of the kingdom. The word ministry in the kingdom of God is doing something which is profitable to the advancement of the vision of the, 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 the builder of the church or the owner of the church. And as we have established in the days past that the church belongs to Jesus. And whatever we are doing, he is our head and he is the employer. I want us to take our anchor scripture from the book of Ephesians as we've been doing. Verse number 4. The chapter number 4 and the verse number 11. Said, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some teachers. And some, some evangelists and some pastors and some and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry. For the edification, for edifying of the body of Christ. So we come, we all come in the unity of, of the faith. And of the knowledge of the son of God. Unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, uh, this is the purpose of the church. And why do we have to do this? So, if ministry is being conducted well, the outcome will be that hence, that we hence be no more carried, be no more children first. We are, will not be children. We will be adult, we will mature. And tossed to and fro and carried out with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, hereby they lie in wait to deceive. That means when ministry is conducted very well in the auspices of Jesus and in the economy of Jesus and how he wants it, the first thing we will see is that we will no more be children being tossed to and fro by any doctrine that is going wrong. That if the doctrine is not based on the, the on Jesus, the doctrine is not based on what is the scriptures talks about, we will reject it. So, in actual sense, we will fight falsehood. Falsehood will not prevail in the kingdom anymore. Falsehood will not prevail in the kingdom anymore. But what will prevail will be the word of God, the genuine word of God. Hallelujah. So, if ministry is conducted well, these are the outcomes that we will not be tossed to and fro by any doctrine. That's the first one. And we will not be children. You know, Bible says, therefore ye are children, so desire the, as children of, are the children, desire the sincere or babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. He said, now you people are still children which in actual sense after staying long with in, 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 the, in, in the church, if ministry was being conducted well, you shall be eating meat that means strong, strong revelations. Revelations that would affect humanity well than what you are doing. You are still at the base this. You are being prayed for. You are, you are still being taught all the time. Instead of you to be teachers, teaching others of the, 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 the doctrines of our Lord Jesus Christ. So babies or children have the tendency of, 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 of being tossed to and fro by any doctrine and says that by the slate of men by the slate of men what is he trying to say by the slate of men he's saying that some people some people have men have equipped themselves to make merchandise of the people in the church they have equipped themselves to make merchandise of the people in the church. Therefore, if ministry is being carefully uh, um, uh, 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 administered 
or ministered, uh, if you are doing the work of God well, the children of God will not be tossed to and fro and they will not also be taken advantage of or manipulated by men. Manipulated by men. But look at what we are seeing in the, in the kingdom of God now. Uh, especially in our nation. A lot of false doctrines have come up. A lot of crafty messages have come out. And you know, we can be even now, we have reached a, a place where even they slaughter goats and sheep and even chicken in a church. And they call it a church. And people are there. And uh, sometimes the church, uh, they will be there and they will say that, oh, an angel has come. And the people will be, will be dancing as if, as, as if it was a fetish. Right? And they will be playing drums for them and they will be dancing. And they will be throwing water and they will name themselves prophets. Prophets of who? Is it prophets of Baal? Or prophets of God? And you see people trooping in. You see churches who come. People ministers and tell you that God has, has told them that they should sell items, peripherals of Jesus. And they are called miracle uh, items or they are called prayer items. You know, now there's a church in our own area where they pour libation. When you go, they'll give you snaps. And when as you or, or yes, and as you pray, you'll be pouring the libation. And and be you got you get it. This if ministry was being conducted on the with with the, with Jesus who's leading us, I don't think that men will, will come to this age. And if ministry was being conducted very well, our children will not be victims of such doctrines where even a man of God can marry about four. And tell you that God loves polygamy. God loves polygamy. And he will have a lot of people following him or her. Will have a lot of people following him or her. You understand? Ministry has gotten to that point. Because it, was, it has not been conducted very well. So the outcome that Jesus wanted has not been achieved. So always now and then God is calling teachers, God is calling people again so that we, we correct the anomalies in the kingdom. Say so the, the craftiness of men who are who in cunning craftiness whereby lie in way to deceive. No, no, they are people they know the, the, the spirit that they possess. But they want to deceive people so that they can, they can get them. They elect. They want to deceive them. We are in our age where prophets rise up and sometimes you, don't, you can't even trace their, their background. And they come and the whole body of Christ troop to the place where they administer powder. They administer soboro. They administer anointed kinky. And, and fish. The people are buying. I don't know whether the kinky will form Jesus in your heart. Because the, 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 the end point of Christianity is Christ be formed in you. This one is kinky be formed in you. Uh, or God will make us fishers of men. So he's giving us fish so that we eat and begin to, begin to fish men. I don't know what kind of doctrine or where it came from. But if we have come to accept it. And most of our great denominations are losing grip because we have made a mistake. So the outcome of ministry is not uh, achieved. Listen to me carefully. I was pondering over this in this afternoon and it crossed my mind that the church of God have Come to a point where we falsehood is being healed. Falsehood is being magnified, and the truth is set at, at, at bay. And look, if you look at the ministry of God of Jesus, He gave us specific. Uh, procedure 
specific standards by which we can mark ourselves. So if you know you are failing, you know you are failing. The marking scheme is there. And I wonder why we don't ascribe into the marking scheme. The purpose of ministry is to create disciples who also be ushered into ministry. And as they are working in the divine yard of God, they grow to become to the fullness of Christ. So, the purpose of ministry is not to gather masses. Not to gather masses. Not though it is good. Not to be administering healing and miracle services and deliverance services for people so that they, when they get it, they go. No. That is not the end point of ministry. You go to it right now and you understand. It is to bring up, bring disciples, grow disciples. People who are addict followers of Jesus wanting to be like him in all things. Having the nature of the master. God called us into ministry so that we raise disciples. So it is not about the masses. It is not about the crowd. We preach to the crowd but we teach disciples. And when we are preaching, we preach to them about the love of God. The eternal destiny or the eternal plan for man's destiny. We teach them about what awaits them when they have laid down this body. We preach to them about the plan of God. That's we, we, we play the gongo and we announce, make the announcement. So preaching is like you are giving the announcement of God. So in all times, preaching was like prophecy. Prophecy were termed as preaching. Because they announced the mind of God to the people. So when the people have turned their ways unto God, then the priests who were the teaching priests will sit down and teach them. So the priesthood of God is about teaching. The priesthood of Jesus is about making disciples. And disciples go through stages so that they can be like the master in all things. You understand? That's what ministry is about. So it doesn't matter the crowd you gather. If you are not able to achieve what is called disciples, discipline, where now the people under you will not be tossed to and fro by any doctrine, by the sledge of men, by the, the cunning craftiness to deceive them, that they will be so much built in the doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ. That no one can sway them away by just a mere words. Hallelujah. So, a real disciple of Christ is not the one who comes to church on just only on Sundays or programs. But they participate in where the, the, the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have, we have all of us, are we talk about church growth everywhere. Everything about our church growth. Which church are we growing? Well, our people may differ. And ministries may differ with this. But when the era of church growth came, that was the era the church began to deteriorate and decay. The church lost control of its focal uh, uh, assignment of discipleship. Because every church wanted to be big. We are not saying we shouldn't be big. But we lost it. But the focus wasn't now on the, on the agenda of God. It was now on the crowd. The crowd became our, our appraisal. I mean, yes, we set our own goals. And when we have crowds, that's when God is inside. But I can tell you, you can have crowds and God will not be inside. One day there was an assembly of one of the greatest donations in church of, of our time. And in the, in the donation, a little boy had the revelation and he was shouting, shouting in the midst of it. They called him out. And as they were interviewing, he said, he saw a man, described a man, and the man was Jesus. And he revealed, the just revealed him that upon the millions of people who have, who have gathered, it was only three people who were for him. 
And the three people we've been, the pastor wasn't part. The pastor leading the church wasn't part. So you understand? I can tell you now, most of our gathering, Jesus is no more, is no involved. Because if Jesus is involved, there will be evidence of, there will be, there will be, you will see him. You will see his glory. You will see his power. Wherever he is, there is the power of God to affect the lives of the people as many as that will believe. If Jesus was really in this church, you wouldn't have been recording such a massacre of souls like we are recording now. <laughs> now, are the people of God have been butchered by, by hunters in the church and they are, they are milking them now, there are a lot of highlands who are just there to make merchandise, profit out of God's people rather than making disciples of them and ushering them into ministry, into the service of God. Tonight, we talk about the, the role of the Holy Spirit in ministry. The role of the Holy Spirit in ministry. We talk about ministry, the role of the Holy Spirit. The rule of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, chapter number one, verse number eight, when Jesus had given his architecture of ministry, you know, when you are going to build, you get the architectural drawing of, of, of what you are going to build, then you hand it over to the contractor. Then the contractor would be would now also. Look at how he can also build from there. You have given him your design. So he begins to build. The master architecture, who, own, who is the owner of the project called Church, built his plan and gave it to the contractors who were the apostles of, of those, those age and gave them the work out. And we are going to go look at the work out. And then he told them that before you start building the, my church, which I have ordered you to build. He said, Wait, for ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall now build. And all you do be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, in the outermost part of the earth. So, the master builder or the owner of the project said, Wait, there is a, 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 a foreman. Who, have, who has my mind? He has my mind. He knows what I want. He, I'm sending him to you. He is going to help you do the building. And you shall receive power when he comes. You shall receive the, the power that is broken into two. It means influence and exousia. Authority. Authority to execute my, my, my work. So when he has not come, no matter how much you build, you build in vain. Until he appears. Until he comes. You don't even have the approval to, to execute what I've given to you. They wanted to go quickly. I told them to wait. And let's look at it. In the same, the same instructions was what God gave to them uh, throughout all the, all the gospels he gave to them. And let's look at uh, what the, the architecture that he gave to them and told them to wait. Let's, let's go to the book of Luke. Last book of Luke. The last book of Luke. I think it's Luke 18 or so. Yes. That's, that's, that's the, the last of... Yes, 20, 20 something. Is it 22 or 24? 24. 24. Let's go there. He says... And ye are witnesses of these things. Behold, and behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem till you are endowed with power from on high. So you see, he's saying the same thing again. Until you are endowed. So I'm giving you an assignment, but you can't execute the assignment. The approval for your execution will come from 
one person who is the promise of the father and until he comes you have no right to execute the work I have given to you under no circumstance let's look at the book of uh, Mark Mark I think today we will we'll be dealing with more of this in the, from, the, from the gospels the last book of Mark the last book of Mark Mark 16 let's start from the 15 said go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature and he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth and is not baptized be damned shall shall not be but he that believeth not shall be what damned and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly poison shall by no means hurt them and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover so jesus now also gave them a, a, an assignment and say that this what this what i'm sending you to go he said go into the world and preach sound the alarm tell them about my mind and if anybody believes and and changes his mind make a u-turn to follow me that person shall be saved he said and this sign shall follow that belief and he was talking about power that you will be given exceptional approval to undertake certain assignment anybody that believes so the building of god's church is based on power there is a supernatural ability given to believers supernatural ability given to the the people who would come into the ecclesia that is the church therefore there needed to be an approval a genuine approval by them by by god himself for them to execute power people of god you must understand this the church of god was birthed out of power and shall remain in power and shall go in power and that this power a being was given the authority to approve the people who would execute this power or so anytime the holy ghost came he came to endow them with power now let's go again so the the the, the focus of the church when you read these three books would give you the the architecture of of of, of god's church Let's go to Mark, Matthew chapter number 28 and look at what is there. Matthew 28. The verse number 18 said, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and the earth. Go ye into the world, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of God the Father, the Son of the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I be with you, be known to the end of this world. So, this was the architecture of the church going into the world. So, you see that everyone who comes into the house must be, uh, must have a ministry mindset. Must have a ministry what? Mindset. Everyone is supposed to preach. Everyone is supposed to rise and teach. That te- I said teaching is for disciples. So he gave them that teacher and told them that before you can execute this, you need to be endowed with power from on high. And that power came by the Holy Spirit. Came by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has these assignments. Now, as the church, the Holy Spirit is the operations manager he's in charge of the operations of the church he's in charge of the operations of the church and his work is in three folds one he gives the approval and the authority for execution of every duty he gives the authority the approval 
of every everything that anyone called into ministry is supposed to do. He is the final approval. So even if you want to pray for people, he is the one that gives the approval and the power to execute. Even if you want to uh, go on evangelism to speak to somebody, he gives the final approval. Because without his approval, power will not be issued out. If you, if you have run a company before, so until the right signatories sign onto the document, that document does not have the authority. It doesn't matter how instructive that document is. Nobody would execute that instruction because the one who is supposed to append his signature, the right signature on the document has not appended the signature. For instance, maybe you are in a company and the company urgently needs fuel for to, to, to power the genset, which is needed for the operations of the, 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 the company or the organization. If the right person who is supposed to append his signature for money to be issued by the accountant for the purchase of this has not appended the signature, it doesn't matter whether you are the, you are the administrative head or what. They, no, no, they will never issue that money to you. You understand? That's how it is. For instance, you are a driver. You are supposed to take your MD to a place and you don't have fuel. You need to write a memo, a memo to the right office for the right manager to append the signature so that although it is for the MD, but if the one, whether it's the MD or what who's supposed to append the signature, has not appended his signature, there's no way the accountant will release the money. That's how it is. Power from God will never be released until the Holy Ghost append his signature to your calling or to your, the ministry you want to do. Though everything is good, even if you are going on evangelism, it's good. You are going to, you are going to speak to somebody, it's good. You are going to heal the sick, it's good. But he must append his signature for the right power to be released for you. It's not about your knowledge. It's not about how, who trained you or where you came from. He is the one supposed to do it. Now the church has put aside the Holy Spirit who has the right authority and influence to cause us to do that which you know, he has the, he has the master plan because he planned with Jesus on how to build the church. That's why Jesus, uh, the God made a statement in the book of uh, uh, Psalm chapter number 127 that if God doesn't build the house, the builders build in vain because they don't have the architecture to build. They don't have the, the architectural drawing, the design for the kind of building that God wants. That's why in the book of Exodus, when Moses was building the tabernacle, God, starting from Genesis, when the ark of God was being built, God gave Noah specific instructions, even the kind of wood, gopher wood, the kind of wood to use, the dimensions, how to demarcate, every, every details were given. It makes, and when you come to Genesis, also God gave uh, 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 Moses specific materials, specific measurements for everything that he was building. Do you think that that God has changed? He has not changed. He gave specific things. Even when Solomon was even building the, the, te the, the temple, he was giving specific Anytime something is being done by God, God has a model. He has a pattern by which he does things. By which he operates. In the realms of the spirit, if you don't understand the things of the spirit, you will not appreciate this. In the realms of the spirit, before you can contact a certain kind of spirit, you they, they have patterns. They have how you could they have seals, how you control the seals. They are being specific words you say before they appear. If you want to control any spirit, you can't just wake up and just call them. You must ascribe to the, the, the pattern which they have laid down. And you know, the devil 
learnt it from God. He knew that God will do anything if will not do anything which is not in tandem with his 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 right procedure. So when you read the book of uh, Numbers, Balaam was able to draw down the power of God, even though he wasn't a prophet of God, he was a prophet of other other demons. But he was able to draw. Bible says he built an altar, and the description of the altar it has never been been done before. He built seven, and attached seven seven as a support unit to the main altar, which was an ancient mechanism to call the highest deity, the supreme deity. So God appeared and spoke to him, even though Balaam wasn't a, a, a prophet of God. So God has a pattern in doing his things. So when he was when 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 Jesus was building his church, he gave the right architecture to the Holy Spirit. That's why if you deny the Holy Spirit his role in the in your ministry, you have denied God and you are doing your own things. You are doing your own things. The Holy Spirit doesn't have the final authority in the church giving instructions and detailed approvals on every single step we take as a ministry or as a calling of God. We are not doing his bidding. He is the final is the approval of every single step. So when Jesus hinted them on his on his on his intention to build, and this how they were supposed to build it. They are supposed to build it by preaching, by teaching, and by healing. And signs and wonders shall follow everybody that believes. That in my name they shall cast out devils, authority over devils. They shall have authorities even over serpent which is the satan and his agents even if they drink deadly poison it shall do nothing to them he gave them specific how he wants to build but afterwards he told them wait the final approval for execution will be given by the holy spirit so wait in jerusalem till you are endowed with that authority and it was evident that when that authority came his his peter had enough authority to even heal the sick, enough authority to speak boldly to the people who once intimidated him. I'm telling you, you cannot execute anything in the kingdom unless the approval is given from God through the Holy Spirit. Though Jesus has called us, do you know? Let me tell you, every one of us, some of them, oh my, I want to God, I'm not going to ministry. Everyone, if you're a believer, hmm? If you are a believer, you are called into ministry by default. That's why you don't have to hear God tell you, Oh, my son, my son, I have called you to this nation. So, hey, you don't have to hear it. Everyone, he said, I have made you kings and priests unto our God. Everyone is made a king and a priest unto God. Everyone is made a king and a priest unto God. So you are a priest by default. So followers who accepted Jesus, that's why he said that these signs shall follow them that believe. He didn't say these signs shall follow them that preach. Or these signs shall follow them that I have called into ministry. These signs shall follow apostles. These signs shall follow what? Uh, prophets. These signs shall follow pastors. These signs shall follow evangelists. These signs shall follow teachers. He didn't say that. These signs shall follow them that would believe. So, by virtue of you being a believer, you have been initiated into the priesthood of God. So, you are a king and a priest. So, that you are a builder. You are part of the building. That's what it means. You will do your part. So, these signs shall follow them. You have the authority to cast out devils. You have the authority to, to, to speak in new tongues. You have the authority and the tongue that you speak, it is the language of the builders. You know, when you go into site, into the site where they are building, uh, they are building, you see the kind of language they use. They use like cement, drywall, level, uh, what, what. Um, they use all kinds of terms. And 
the builders of God's house, our language is tongues. In the kingdom, that's our language. People believe in that initiation into that language, but they don't believe at the other, other, other thing that we are supposed to do. If you are a child of God, you have not casted that devil before. You have a problem. You have not. <laughs> that is the, the, the mark of priesthood. You shall cast out devils because it is only the devil that will begin to challenge your work. I'm telling you, if you want to, if you enter into ministry, correct, correct. I mean genuinely. The first thing you see is the contention of the devil over your destiny. The first thing you see that he will come hard at you, whether through family, whether through what, by all means, until you defeat him. So you you contend for your calling. That's why Paul said that Timothy should wage a good warfare because it is a a, 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 a journey of contention. Fight. People of God, without the Holy Spirit, ministry loses its capacity or its potential. And now it is very evident that in churches, we don't even know the Holy Spirit. One of these days, I'll find time and talk about the, the Holy Spirit, who He is, and what He stands for. He has the right architecture, architectural drawing, the design for the master's house or the master's building. We cannot put him aside in ministry. He has the, the final approval for every little execution that we do. He has the final approval for every release, every gift, every power, every authority that is needed. Without him, you cannot. So many of us have putting him aside and depending on our strength. The Bible said, By strength shall no man what? Okay. We cannot do it without him. He is, I'll call the chief operating officer or the operations manager who signs, or the general manager, I call the general manager of a company, or sometimes the executive director because he's part of the owners. Executive director. One thing that he does also is that he, the second assignment of the Holy Spirit in ministry is that he is the director of every, every step, every assignment. Every assignment, every step. Until he directs you, you don't have to move. So he got to a time that Paul, in his journey, in the book of Acts, wanted to go somewhere. He said, and the Holy Spirit forbade us, forbade us. I mean, he stopped us from going, though we had a good intention to go and preach. Then in the night when he slept, he had a dream that people were calling him from Macedonia. And he said that now we know the Holy Ghost wanted us to go to Macedonia. He directs us on what to do. He directs us on where to go. Until he directs us, whatever we do is out of the marking scheme. We deviate from the course. Imagine you are in an examination and the marker has given, has given you his terms that do state three, this, and you go and you state other things. Even if you state ten, aside what he has given, you have deviated. And no matter the effort you put in, you get zero. Ah, but I've written the exams. You know, sometimes you write the exams and you come back and say, ah, this exam there is Kukukra. I've burned the paper. And by the time you realize you come and you are, you are getting D, you're getting E, you're getting F. Ah, why? By the time the examiner comes with uh, explain to you what you did, you say, ah, you have deviated. Yay! But you 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 wrote and took more sheets. More paper. 
Some of us are taking more papers for ministry. Meanwhile, we have deviated from. That's why there was a judgment clause that God will use your name. Not we are led. We use your name to cast out devils. We use your name to prophesy. We use your name to, to, to. We preach in your name. We even dine with you. Said I don't know. You are doing your own things without the privileged direction of the Holy Spirit. Although he gives approval, but he must also wait for his direction. You know why? Because he is the Lord of the harvest. He is the Lord of the harvest. He is not the operational, the GM of the harvest. He decides where, where you are supposed to go. So sometimes you go and labor in places that you are not supposed to labor. I was telling someone today that in, in whatever God has assigned you to do, if you miss your location, he will not ask, give you an allocation. But when you are in your location, allocation is out secured. So sometimes you may be highly anointed, but you may not be at the place where God wants you to be. And it's as if nothing is working. Somebody will just move there. And as if everything is flourishing. Right? Because he has gotten the approval and he has also been directed. Some of us may have the approval, but we don't have the directions. That's why 24-7, your leniency on the Holy Ghost must be unequivocal. Without, 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 <laughs> you, you cannot do without him. Like what the churches are doing now. We do without him. You are building your own empire. You are building your own, your own building. Your works will be rejected on the, on the basis that you didn't seek direction. You know when Moses was building the tabernacle, God told him that after all the resources being given to him, authority given to him to build, God there. God will put this one here. Put this one here. Do this. Do this. Even take this take this quantum of gold. Put it here. Everything was being directed on each step. Why is it that we want to do ministry on our terms? When he's the only one assigning us. And you know, in the book of Hosea, he made us aware. But the people of Israel were delivered by the hand of the prophet and by the ministry of the prophet they were preserved so it was a ministry so Moses was running a ministry a service unto God and last week I made mention that in the ministry that God has called us unto we minister to God and we serve the people so with our first focus is fellowship with God then through the fellowship we can render service to the people of God that's how ministry is Ministry is not a one-way affair. It is fellowship and service. So until your fellowship is rich, you do not have the moral right to render service. But right now, you render service and present the service to the one. Therefore, we have missed the point of ministry. Tonight, I am here to bring our, point, our mind back to the works of the Holy Spirit in ministry. So ministry must be directed by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how high you rise or how low you are. It's not about the crowd you have. It's not about the approval of people around you. Where they hail you as the voice of God. It doesn't matter. It's about the Holy Spirit giving you specific instructions. That's why you go to heaven and you'll be surprised that one person, eh, 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 one minister will be struggling, will struggle for years and will even have just one soul. And when you go to heaven, his mansion is way bigger than somebody who was sitting a million, three million people every day for teaching service. So let's look at this. The church group concept we are raising, we are teaching, 
the crowd concept. Now it's about the crowd. Now people, when they do, uh, they, they, they measure the crowd. And that's what they, they, they project on the internet. That's they project the crowd. Mean that now God is with them. But I can tell you, you can have the crowd and God is never with you. But let me let, note this. That the world, if God is struggling to get people, even in the world, right? Now, majority of the people are for Satan. And if you are gathering crowd, you must start thinking. You must start. If Jesus is struggling, that I stand at the door, their door and knocking, that he's not even finding people, and lots of crowd are coming to you, and know that something is wrong. You, 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 you must begin to check the motive. If indeed it is God who is helping you, or it is the devil. And look at, if you are talking about crowd, and I can tell you that when the devil is raising crowd, he raises more crowd than those in the church. People like musicians in Nigeria, when they're having their program, you see them, the mammoth crowds that go there. They can fill O2 Arena without a blink of an eye. And do you know those who also they even charge? They charge everybody. On holidays, you look at the beach. How people fill the place. They charge them by yesterday. So if you are talking about crowd, and you are using crowd as a yardstick of your approval by the Holy Spirit, <laughs> then you must go and ask the devil. <laughs> We are not called for crowd. We are called to disciple. We are called to preach the whole world. We are not called to, to, to be approved or accredited by the number of crowds. We are ministry directed by the Holy Spirit. It's what God approves. That's why he said, he said even if it's, it's a pen blessed by God, it's better than thousands given by the devil. Now, musicians who are called into ministry will go and they will devise their own ways of, 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 of making it through ministry because of oh Jesus the experiences someone said I, I went somewhere and the, the man of God was wicked he didn't pay me well so now when I go I charge before I go hey are you going according to the pattern of the Holy Spirit and now do you know what Every ministry God gives to a man is unique. The Holy Spirit directs you specifically. Some of us are, are block layers. Some of us are plasters. We plaster. Some of us are also level, level laying. Some of us are concrete people. Some of us are carpenters. Some of us are roof, roofing. Some of us are making furniture. Everybody has his own role in the building of God's house. Why do we look on to man? Sometimes we look on to the fathers ahead of us and we pattern our ministry after them. Without the Holy Spirit giving us specific instruction. Who is the designer and also the Lord of the harvest showing you what to do? Giving you the specific trainings. Why do we now pattern our ministry afterwards the ways eh, like men? I've done it before. And it got to a time, people saw the way I minister, and they said, ah, I minister like this man. He was a man I loved. So I was partnering my ministry according to that. So God gave me a U-turn. Hey, I have called you for a specific purpose. When I lean on the Holy Spirit, if I had not gone back to the Holy Spirit, I would have been partnering my ministry, having other achievements. Yes, I would be out of track. And I will have no reward when I die. And when I die, and I meet my master, I tell you, you are wake up iniquity. Because you chose to do it according to your way. Iniquity is when men decide to do it our way, not according to God's way. Iniquity was found in him, meaning that he wanted to do things according to what he wants, not according to instructions. Why do we pattern our ministry towards men, after men? Paul told Timothy, follow me as I follow Christ. I got to tell you, 
tear up the giftings in you. According to the laying of hands, people by the presbytery, not me alone, people laid hands on you and commission you into ministry. That is what the gifts you have. That's what you supposed to direct you. So lean on God for God to direct your gift. Or you can follow me in, the, in my examples of faith. How I display it. But the ministry that God has given to you, your ministry is not like my own. So Paul was a traveler. Timothy wasn't a traveler. Paul was an apostle. Timothy was an apostle, but a pastor. Heading a bishop of our churches. The Holy Spirit is the, the executive director. He gives the final approval. And the third role of the Holy Spirit is he, he gives us the energy. The, I call it the empowerment. So you, don't, you see that? <laughs> He fills you, gives you the approval, directs you, and empower you to do what he has directed you to do. Empower you. He empowers you. That's the, your, the strength you need to execute that job. He gives it to you. That's why I said the three roles of the Holy Spirit in ministry. He gives the authority, the power, that the approval, he directs you and he empowers you. Not by might, not by power, but my by my spirit sees what he fills you up with the right energy for the right job. That's why somebody can be uh, in a mini ministry and he has a lot of energy, strength. If we look at the routine of certain men of God, like Dr. Paul Neche, if you look at his routine. If you decide to follow, you can die. I can tell you, you die. Hey! You, you, you won't last one month. Ambulance will be picking you every day. <laughs> you look at his routine and you are... Hey! Where do you get that energy from? You want me why he doesn't take energy drink? He has been wired for that kind of ministry if you look at uh, ministries like uh, Bishop Oidebo he has never gone on leave for the past 30 something years and he doesn't even have an off day hey! he has been wired for what he's doing the, the, the energy is produced by the Holy Spirit that's why when you are in a ministry and you are struggling go back <laughs> To your the designer, please. Where do you put me? Maybe because where he has not placed you, he will not give you that energy to try. As a man of God, what the little thing that they do, they force it. The little that the things are not working for them. You, you need to go back and find out. Am I doing what he wants me to do? There are some things me I know I can run. When you give me crusades, I can do crusades for. One year without non-stop. I, I don't feel it. That's how I've been wired. I, I don't feel it. I can stand on preach. Hey, hey. But the moment I, I try to be a pastor, I get tired. When the moment I try to be a pastor, then I'm getting tired. I am then rough rough. One day I went to God and I was asking. Said yes, I made it to set up a church. Not because you are going to be the head of the church, of that church. You are not going to minister and be the administrative of the church. I have, I have designed someone. He's coming. Wait for him. And when that, that, that person comes and takes over the branch system, then you are, you are release you. But for now, you need to learn something as a pastor. Okay. So I do according to my strength. You understand? I'm a trumpeter. I trumpet. I trumpet the power of God to the nations. That one, I don't feel tired. Like we will do crusade and after crusade, people are tired. Me, I'm not tired. Hey. 
If it's an all-night prayer, I could say all night, I can do it. I am, I'm into deliverance healing. Hey, all night, I can run all night for three days, non-stop. I don't get tired. I am wired for that. But the moment I become a pastor, I try to be a pastor, caring for people, sitting them down, preaching, having a methodical way of service, then I'm getting tired. Sometimes after, after I look at me, ah, I am tired. They put drain my energy. I don't need the people to preach. At least when I'm on the crusade, I don't see them. I don't see who is there, but when I look at your face, they put drain my energy. <laughs> I am. You know, the, the, what I have is powered by the Holy Spirit. So it's, 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 it's specific to my calling. It's very, very special, my colleague. There are some people also, if you put them on the crusade ground, their legs will shake. They can't even do water call. When you call them, come and do they will run away. One day we went for, there was a pastor's crusade. I, I did the water call and people came. Like five people, people came. The next day, nobody came. Ten, 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 ten day, the person who did nobody came. And they were wondering how, how I was able to. After talking, people came. Even they were not the people even didn't didn't realize that they came for taco. And they were wondering how I did it. I said, no, it's my calling. The moment I stand there and I preach the gospel, even for two minutes, I'm convinced that ah, God wants to do something with me. Like on Friday, I went for a program. And I was supposed to speak for about 10 minutes. I spoke about 5 minutes, right? Or oh, it, was, it was 10 minutes. Okay, five, within the period. The moment I finished, I put the microphone up. The place was quiet. The place was very quiet. After that, the day called me and said, Ha, ah, man of God, you came to caution us. You came to caution us. You came to, you brought our minds back on track. Thank you very much. No, God bless you also for the opportunities to bring your mind on track because that is my calling. I am called to bring the church back on track. I'm, I'm like the old time prophets, like Jeremiah, like Ezekiel, like Daniel. That's my I'm supposed to call the church back to order. So when I stand there, please, I operate in my calling. That's why God protects me. If you try to drive to be like me, you you face troubles, you, you won't sleep at night. You, you won't sleep. You know, after the marriage counseling seminar, I told my wife, that's not my calling. I'm not called to spend time on marriage marriages. That's not my calling. Though I can teach there because I'm a teacher. I can teach, but that's not my calling. If me didn't want to call call but said, come Because after the marriage seminar, the attacks that came on me, it took God. My man, what money? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, there are number of attacks that came on me after that marriage seminar. Small name here, and I'm here. They didn't say, I'm not talking about it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, because and this one is the work of a pastor. No, I'm not a pastor. So, you get it. So the next one that they are going to do say, I want to be careful. Either to bring and I'll pass through a, a, a moderator, somebody who a facilitator, and I'll and I'll be chipping in. So that I will not be the main face. You know, I understand the callings of God. I understand. So I don't stress myself. And I'm I I everybody has his own field. So I, I'm not in competition with anybody. I can't do what others do. Sometimes you think that this one is working. You want to do something. I've tried. It didn't work. That's not my head. Paul said, me, I, I labor in places where nobody has labored. That's my calling. So anytime Paul wanted to talk to the Jews, they would stone him. Anytime he wanted to help the Jews, preach to the Jews, they want to kill him. And he wasn't also stopping. He would always talk to the Jews and they would try to kill him. When he goes to the Gentiles, 
Oh, everybody is accepting the message. When it comes to the Jews, they to the extent that he was killed by his own Jews in, 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 Rome, in Rome, they came to give serious allegations against him for him to be killed. And he was arrested in Jerusalem. God said, Paul, I am not taking, you are not supposed to preach in Jerusalem or go to the nation. He said, no, but I have a heart for my people. I cry for my people. I want my people to be saved. It wasn't the decision of God. That's why God made him to die in Rome. Because Rome was a Gentiles where his assignment was. If he had died in Jerusalem, ah, he, it would be difficult for him to make it to heaven. I can tell you that. Because he wasn't called for the Jews. He was called to preach to the Gentiles. But for the heart, he had, he had a heart for his people. So he wanted to be there. He wanted to be there at all means. He, said, he wished to sacrifice. He used to, to, to celebrate the Passover in, in Jerusalem. And always, you know, anytime he went to the, the synagogue of the Jews, they would, they, would, they would always want to kill him. But in the Gentiles' place, he'd be okay. And even in the Gentiles' place, the Jews will, 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 will cause a riot against him. You don't read the book of Acts very carefully. You will find out that in the place where you are not called, you don't even have the energy to survive. You don't even have the energy to survive. You don't have the energy to survive. But if you don't take a pressure, you can push you to do things. Amen. Now the three roles of the Holy Spirit I have let know. I think the school of ministry is a full, is a full course. Bible, Bible school course. After this course, I must give you a certificate. That you have completed the school of ministry because everything about ministry is that yes, the, the things I'm teaching, they are books so that God has placed inside of me, and I'm teaching them. I'm teaching them the books that God has especially we did the enterprise of prayer, and it was a holistic prayer. Holistic prayer. And also, we have done we are doing the school of ministry. So I'll end here. <laughs>